Blog Talk Radio. Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, 
I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Oprah Winfrey, a billionaire, she did not know that the blessed day of the Bible is the Sabbath day when the sun go down on Friday to the sun go down on Saturday. And that's why we take nothing for granted when we come on this international radio broadcast. We just teach as he gives us. We're going to bring our head in. He'll tell you all about what Yahweh don't put on him to tell you about the top part of the Sabbath day. So when you meet our elder, with a loud voice, you say, Elder Mr. Kill, Israel, Yahweh beat you there, see you right And Yahweh bless you, see Israel, see you How are Hallelujah, Yahweh, Elder. Well, you know, you got billionaires, a whole lot of those that Believe they is worshiping on the right day, Sunday morning at 9, 10, and 11. But according to the Bible, that is totally wrong. And once Oprah found out that the, that the, the Bible worship days when the sun set on Friday to sunset on Saturday, I wonder did she make a judgment. I don't know. We'll find out. But right now, whatever Yahweh put on you, Tell the national audience, take the time and we'll see if we get out there prepared to, to meet them where they are after your leave. You're on the clock. Come on. Well, once again, Yaquan Bosch, you see Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And I always say it's a pleasure to be among a cast of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yaquan. And that brings me to think there are some people out there that need that word broken down. They are saying Yakawa or either Akbar. They never heard of the word Yakwa before. And that's what they need explained. You know, it's not too much time left in anyone's life. They don't know when that next day is coming. They have to know that uh, the decisions that you make not going in the right direction is explained in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. 13 says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go thereat. 14, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, few there be that planted. And the reason for that, they have no shepherd. This is what we talked about a few days ago, a shepherd, preacher, deacon, seer, someone that gives you the word as it should be spoken correctly. This is why you always hear me open a broadcast and say, a teacher cannot learn from his student. 
because he's giving wise counsel. But having knowledge, he gains even more experience by teaching. Now, a student can learn from a good teacher, from wise counsel, possibly learning to teach one day themselves. And actually, this shows well in all of our six camps that teach. Because most of us, we came here to hear things that most of us can hear, and some listening never understand. Like Yahwa, what does that really mean? But Yahweh's ministry makes all this misunderstanding very possible. To see the things in the Bible through proper teaching that some looking can never find. These are what you call the misinformed. They can do none of these things. This is why the words of Yahweh that is taught makes all this and more possible for the righteous. You notice I use that word righteous, emphasizing it, because we have to be aware by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts, which we're often taught also in this program, we're given the knowledge to know that those out there camouflage their evil and mostly confused teachings and usually overly loud bump the drums contests for their righteous learning. Sometimes even turning the Bible scriptures around as verbal weapons against those of us that know. So this is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of loud bump to gums, bad teaching, and wrong-taught Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. Coming to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible, and first and foremost, about Yahweh's word. Well, we've been often asked, how can you guys get this one this much information out of this one book? Well, it comes from connecting the books, your health, foods that you should eat, keeping the Sabbath days, and much more. We do all this because you have not. This is the information that you came to seek, and you have to look no further. You've now found that in the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of God we're open unto you on the normal days from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class, and the top part of Sabbath is Friday, which is today. That class starts at 7.30 to 10.30. The bottom part of Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address. That's right. Yahweh's ministry do have a website address, and that is tribeyada.com. After you click enter, just under a big line, you're going to see some choices. One of the choices will be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. On any other device, you might see menu. But again, after clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings in doing so. Remember what it tells all of us that reads the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7 and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Aqua, or your kindness of the people. Give unto the Aqua glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Aqua the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember 
that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And also the donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that are read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus says Yahweh, alive. Also for building a school, which I can see on a continual daily basis is very well needed for explaining different words that people have not associated themselves with. For building a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods, we continue to speak of on this program. Hallelujah. While there, we even have a calendar. Check out that calendar, which will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the feast days, the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program. This is a feature that's only available during our live broadcast time. To get there on your computer, smartphone, or smartwatch, just type in three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click enter, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of God Dial, and click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers you can call with Yaqua in mind. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international phone number, where you can call and leave a message on those scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six anointed camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. You will only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling this number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and a correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. As you might imagine, he's pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, announcing many memos that most of us have seen, and even now, the Latter-day Saints. So please use that international line of 224-600-5579. And if that question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear a discouraging dial tone. Now, if you've happened to miss the beginning of today's program, you can always catch the entire show at 10.15 p.m. Now, to do that, just enter the three words once again, Yaqua Radio Live. When you click enter, look for Voices of the Truth Lights, Tribe of God. Just choose the program that you're late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. Also, another interesting note we'd like to mention. During our normal broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting our information on Pal Talk. Pal Talk can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer. Just download the Pal Talk app. We will be listed under Ethnic Group, African American. Look for Voices of the Trizlites, Tribe of Yada. The room will hold 50 or more listening participants. This is where Yahweh's Word will also be working for your Bible education. Online there to answer 
on the table topics we discussed during our broadcast will be the elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel, writing as shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And the broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on Pal Talk. Yaqua be with you all. But as a listening note, when we are given the scriptures to speak by the seer, be quick to hear, slow to speak, so the words of Yaqua flow smoothly. Remembering, we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yaqua, and not that of confusion, as we're given a reminder of that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. Because when we do this, we keep the scriptures in mind. But when you find those trying to win that bump the gums contest, those are the ones that miss all of Yaqua's glory, which is said unto them. Because you have to remember, we're here rehearsing the righteous act. And that reminder is given in St. John, chapter 14, verse 26. 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the righteous spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring those things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So we can continue with our program on the top part of the Sabbath. We will pass our program back to our seer Israel and let the teaching begin. Hallelujah. All right, have a hallelujah. And like we said earlier, kind of, you have to do a little like that double time, kind of spread spread them out as the young lions they on their way to the temple after putting up all the tools they got to do. So they will be uh, through minutes late getting into camp one, and we clear all the other camps ready to go two, three, four, five, six. So remember, like the elder said, call in the national line and see where you're located at. And we'll go from there and just say Yahweh's word. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go from there. So we'll get a little time to spread the books out. We know that um, one of the mothers is ready to go. So we're going to see if one of the mothers is ready to come on studios and do our part on the top part of seven day by looking for a mother, Mother Eve, tribe of Yahweh Judah. Hey, Mother Eve, tribe of Yahweh Judah, one of the mothers out of Camp 1. Yahweh bless this day of Israel of see Roy. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah, brother, mother. All right. Thank you. Bright eyed and bushy tails ready to kind of do your part on the top part of seven. That's what it's all about. So, um, we're going to we, you know, uh, get it in on the top part of seven day by looking for the elders and look right down at, uh, Luke chapter 12, verse number 12, and we'll see how you want the top part of Saturday to go after we read Luke chapter 12, verse 12. What is there, Okay. Looking at the book of Luke chapter 12. Verse number 12. 12 says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour 
what you ought to say. All right, Esmael, in the background, kind of turn, uh, turn that off, volume down just a little bit, because we're hearing you talking twice. So, I, I, so we want to hear you one time, and we hear you two times, then we know we're talking about it. That's a good thing, too. But in the background, just turn down a little bit, and then we can kind of get on something. And this national audience, over 900,000 strong, would hear clearly what's going on. So, it's the top part of the seven, eighty state almighty have made. And we left, and we left off on something, but we're going to go another direction, but we're going to get back on what was on, on some things. But, uh, hey, mother, 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 he. We're we'll open up in Second Chronicles seven, verse fourteen down to verse sixteen. Let's see. Let's see what we can get out of that Second Chronicles, and then Elder, I'm gonna meet you back in the book of Deuteronomy eighteen fifteen down around by verse twenty two. I want to get at something right here in Second Chronicles seven. 14 to 16. Hey, Mother E, what's that say that we can read? 2 Chronicles 7, 14 to 16. What does it say? 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 to 16. Yeah, yeah, what's that Verse 14. And my people, which are called by my name, shall honor themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from thy wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Verse 15. Now my eyes shall be open, and my ears attended unto the prayer that is made in this place. Verse 16. For now have I chosen and sanctified the temple, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my mind shall be there perpetually. Mm-hmm. All right, Mother, you want to um, you want to explain that to the national audience what you just got through reading on the top part of Sabbath day? You read Second Chronicles seven fourteen down to sixteen. You want to Take a little shot at that, or what you just got to reading for the national audience. Come on. Okay, in verse 14, he's talking about his people. It, it says, if they would honor themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then I hear from heaven. And with the guilt, that's in. So he said in this 14th verse, we have to honor ourselves and pray for him to forgive our sins. And in the 15th mm-hmm. verse, it said, My eyes shall be open and my ears attended to the prayer. So Yahweh said, um, If we um, honor ourselves, and seek him, 
in terms of my wicked ways. Or he desires to be open and his ears attended to our prayer. Okay. And verse okay. 16. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Verse 16, it says, Now have I chosen and sanctified this temple, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my mind shall be there perpetually. So that what it says in verse 16, he'll be in the temple with you. This book. Oh, okay, but but he did also say, um, if my people will do that. So um, I'm going to precept that mother for the national audience to make to make it clear that he said, if my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves. So he's telling a people. By the mouth um, in, in the book of Chronicles, he was mm-hmm. saying, my people got to hear what I got to say and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear and take care of the problem that they got. But I need to precept that, Mother, because in Psalms, although we're not going to read Psalms 119, verse 4 or 104, it says, through the precepts, we get understanding. Uh-huh. And in the book of Isaiah, chapter 28, verse 9 and 10, it says, you must precept your Bible. So I need to find out a little bit more, Mother, about his people that is called by his name will humble himself. So let's run to the book of Psalms, Mother E. We're going to look at Psalms chapter 50, 5 and 7, 5, 6 and 7, and let's see if we be clear that he's talking about my people, just like if you go back in the days and and the teacher asks you, what you here for? I'm coming to get my children and take them home. So now when you say, I'm coming to get my children to take them home. You're not talking about everybody in school. You're talking about your children. Right. I know it's true in every room, but you specifically, Daryl, to get your children to take them home. So we want to find out when you read that Second Chronicles 7, 14 through 16, if my people, which is called by my name, will humble themselves. But I need to know a little bit more about it by going to Psalm 50, verse 5 down to verse 7. Mother. Let's see what we can get out of Psalm chapter 50, verse 5 to 7. You back on the clock. Come on. Okay. I thought you said March. No, make it, make it Psalm. Make it a book of Psalms chapter 50, verse okay. 5, 6, and 7. Um, I'm looking for a precept, Mother. Because I need to be clear, because if, um, if back in the days when you went to school and said, well, I'm here to get my children and take, take them home, so the teacher, the principal, everybody knows there. But 
you come to get your children to take them home. So this is what we got to understand in this Bible that that's why we got to precept our Bible to see exactly who is his people that he said if they humble themselves, he'll do something for them. So now we're going to precept that to Psalm 50, verse 5 to 7. Mother, come on. Book of Psalm, chapter 50, verses 5 to 7. Verse 5. Gather my thanks together unto me. Those that have made a covenant with me have sacrificed. Verse 6. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for Yahweh is just himself, the Lord. Verse 7, hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am Yahweh, even thou, Yahweh. Now, so, um, so, Mother, when we read back in Chronicles 14 through 16, he is talking about his people. And what is their name according to 50, verse 5 through 7? So who is the almighty people according to the 50th chapter, verse 5 through 7? Can you give me a, a specific name, mother, on who his people is? Come on. Okay. He's talking to Israel. He's talking about Israel, his people. Oh. So, so when we read Second Chronicles 14 through 16, and wherever we send that, we have to remind those that are listening to us that the people he's talking about is not everybody. He's talking about the children of Israel. That is almighty people that he's talking about. And that has to be made very plainly. When you read Second Chronicles seven fourteen through sixteen, he talks about a specific people called the children of Israel. Because oh, he said the people that's called by his name. Mm-hmm. Oh, so let me get one more precept out of that, mother. The people that's called by his name. So the one he's talking about. It's the one that carries his name. So we're going to Numbers chapter 6, mother. And we'll look at verse 22 down to verse 27. And we're going to see, we're going to see through the heavenly tablets exactly who the peoples that's called by his name. We're going to take a, a little glance at it right now, mother. Now going to number 6. 22 down to verse 27. Then we're going to get on down a little bit. So let's see at number 6. 22 down to verse 27. What does it say? The book of Numbers, chapter 6, verse 22 to verse 27. Verse 22. And the Yahweh speak unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and, and unto his son. Saying, on this wise, ye shall bless the children of Israel. 
said, saying unto them, verse 24, the Yahweh bless thee and keep thee. Verse 25, the Yahweh maketh his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Verse 26, the Yahweh lifted up his countenance upon thee and give thee the peace. 27, and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Uh-huh. So, mother, so when we read, and when we try to edify our people, when we read 2 Chronicles 7, 14 through 16, but if we leave all them good precepts out, we would not have the people clear about who his people is that's called by his name. So, so the people that's called by his name, what name did he give a people, mother, according to Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 and 27? What name did he give a people and put the blessing on them? What name, What name did he give him? Yes, according to Numbers chapter 6, verse 20 and 27, what name did he put on the people and said, you are under a blessing? So what name, according to Numbers 22, 6 down to verse 22? Okay. Okay, uh, the name, he said, um, the Israel. Oh, okay. All right, Edmund. The name of the people. You blessed the children of Israel. There you go, Mark. That's excellent. That's what I want to hear. So the name that was put on the people to receive a blessing, they must be having the name Somewhere yeah. in their name, Israel. Mm-hmm. So that's the one have the blessing. The one that at the end of their name, they have Israel at the end of their name. And mm-hmm. them is the one that he placed the blessing on. So that is right there, Mother. So, so when we sit around those that up on anointed leadership, and when we read 7, 14 through 16, we read that, but we have to be clear that the people that's called by his name, that is the name of Israel, them the one he's going to bless first. So if you're not caring at the end of your name, Israel, you will not be blessed first. I'm not saying you won't be blessed, but you will not be blessed first. So there you go right there, Moses. So now we're clear. The fourth blessing goes to the children of Israel. And that's that's real nice to know. The first blessing goes to the children of Israel. All right, excellent on that point. So now we're going to tuck that with the precepts. So the first blessing will be going to the children of Israel. Right. So now, Elder, you want to look at that Deuteronomy chapter 18, and we're going to look at one verse, 
and we're going to see what, what can we get done on Deuteronomy 18 there, you know them? Deuteronomy chapter 18, and we'll look at verse 15. Elder, Mr. T of Israel, we're going to take a look at Deuteronomy 18, 15, and see what, what can we get out of that one verse. Come on. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse number 15. 15 says, The Yahweh, that Yahweh, will raise up unto a seer, from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him ye shall hearken. Mm-hmm. So, Yahweh saying to Moses that he's going to raise up a seer from the midst of the brethren, and him shall you hear. So he said when he raised his seer up, him, you shall hear. He said, he says, listen to him. Matter of fact, let's get a precept on that elder, what that means by listening to him, by going to Psalms, and let's see what he means by that. So he said, I'm going to raise up a seer from the midst of the brotherly. And when I raise this seer up, him, you hear. So we'll go in the book of Psalms and get a precept on that to find out what what do that mean and by getting a precept on that. The key is to always precept your Bible, and once you precept your Bible, you only speak after the verse is on the tape. So we're going to see what that means by he going to raise up a seer from a midst of the brothers. We're going to Psalm chapter 95. Hilda. And we'll look at verse 7 down to verse 11. Let's see what we can read on Psalm chapter 95, verse 7 down to 11. Psalm 95, 7 down to verse 11. Hilda, come on. In the book of Psalms, chapter 95. Verses 7 to verse 11. 7 says, For he is our Yahweh, and we are the people of his pastor, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye shall hear his voice, 8. Hearken not your heart or mind, as in the provocation, as it is in the day of temptation in the wilderness. 9. When your fathers tempted me, provoked me, and saw my work. Ten, forty years long I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their heart of mind, and they have not known my ways. Eleven, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Hold that point, Adam. Hold that point. Uh, back up, read that verse again. He said these people do what again? He said, what do these people do in their mind? Back up and read that one verse. He said, these people he's talking about, they err in their mind. And we want to find what he means by that after you read it again. So read the, call that verse out again about they, these people do error in their mind. 
Come on. That was um, Psalms 95, verse number 10. Okay. What it says, 40 years long was I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do error in their heart of mind, and they do not have known, and they have not known my ways. Okay, hold that part for a minute. How do they err in a mind? We want to go to the 22nd chapter of Matthew. Put them off of the elder. We're going to come back to that in a minute. But let's find out how do they err in their mind. He said, this people right here error in their mind. Let's find out what makes them error in their mind by precepting that verse in Matthew 22. Verse 29. Okay, go on to the book of Matthews. Chapter 22, verse number 29. Okay, 29 says, Joppa the son answered and said unto them, You do error, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of Yahweh. Oh, so these people do error in their mind because they don't know what elders? The scriptures? They don't know what elders? They don't know the scriptures. They don't know the scriptures. Not knowing the scriptures. Not knowing the scriptures. He said they err in their mind because they don't know the scriptures nor the power of the mighty one. So they are error in their mind. That he said these people will do because they don't know the scriptures. They don't know that Isaiah, Elder, 47 verse 9 and 10 made a profound statement. In Isaiah 47, well, make it 46. Isaiah 46, he says something in Isaiah 46, Elder. He said, these people do error in their mind because they don't know the scripture. Let's see what he's talking about here that we can read in the 46th chapter of Isaiah, verse 9 and 10. Let's see, can we run that down on the top part of Sabbath day? How do these people error in their mind by not knowing the scripture? Isaiah 46, verse 9 and 10 says what? The book of Isaiah, chapter 46, verse 9 and 10. 9 says, Remember the former things of old, for I am Yahweh, and there is none else. I am Yahweh, there is none like me. 10. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from the ancient times of things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do my pleasure. I will do what? He will do his pleasure. Said my counsel was saying, and I will do all my prayer. That means he's not going to leave no percentage laid down. He's going to do all. Key word was that he's going to do all his pleasure. He's not going to be shot no way on it. He's going to do all his pleasure. That's what he said he's going to do. 
He said, the problem with these people, they don't know the scriptures. So you was reading the scriptures in that 1815, and it says plainly that he was going to raise up a seer from the midst of the brethren, him you should hear. So he's telling you that what he's going to do by calling the end from the beginning, he says somewhere in process of time, he's going to raise up a seer from the midst of the now, we're going to find out when he said that, Elder. We want to run to Deuteronomy. Now, he said, the fear that must be raised up must come from the brothers. And we found out through mother that the brother was the children of Israel. The fear that must come out of the bloodline of the children of Israel. So, if that's the case, when we go to Deuteronomy, Elder, when we go to Deuteronomy chapter, let's see what we want. We want something out of Deuteronomy, Elder. And I'm struggling right now, but what we need is something out of Deuteronomy to help, you know, second that what he's just saying. So it is a statement written that he's going to raise out of the brothers. Let's go to Deuteronomy 29, Elder. I'm writing this as fast as we, we as it's given to me. I'm taking notes of myself. Let's find out more about that. And Deuteronomy 29, verse number one. Let's find out a little, a little something about this. He said he's gonna raise up a seer from the midst of the brethren. And when I raise them up, him you hear. Okay, good. Let's look at Deuteronomy 29, verse one, the other. Let's see what that say. 29. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 29, reading verse number one. One says, these are the words of the covenant, which the Yahweh commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. Mm-hmm. So this covenant he making with what people, according to verse 29, Elder? Children of Israel. The children of Israel. All right, excellent. Let's get down to verse nine. Find out what is what is said to from um, Yahweh to Moses to tell Aaron and the children of Israel. What is he saying in verse number nine? And we'll take it down to verse no, straight on down to verse fifteen. Let's see what he's saying for the national audience. According to 9, down to verse 15. Take your time, Elder, because I think we're going to sum up on something after you read that this message is for the children of Israel. 9 down to verse 16, you're on the clock, come up. Okay, in the same chapter, Deuteronomy, reading 9 to 15. 
9 says, Keep, therefore, the words of this covenant, and do them, that ye may prosper in all that ye do. 10. You stand this day, all of you before the Yahweh, your Yahweh, your captains of your tribes, your elders, and your officers, with the men of Israel. 11. Your little ones, your wives, and thy stranger that is in thy camp, from the hero of thy wood and to the drawer of thy water. 12. That thou should have entered into the covenant with the Yahweh, the Yahweh, and into his oath, which the Yahweh, the Yahweh, maketh with thee this day. Mm-hmm. The covenant he made with, with who this day? Who he making this covenant with elders? With the children of Israel. Oh, okay. Great. So he's making this covenant with the children of Israel. So this so the children of Israel will be aware that he made this covenant with the children of Israel. But look what he says. Look what he says in the next verse. Thirteen. Actually, I was supposed to be reading the 15. I stopped at 12. 13 oh, okay. says. Okay, well, hold on, Elder. Because we knew something was left out. That's why we paused for as long as we did pause. Because we were waiting on something. So if you go going straight down to verse 15, now we pick it back up at verse 13 to 15, and let's see if we get our point. 13, 14, and 15, what it say? Okay. 13 that he may establish thee today for a people unto himself, and that he may put be put unto thee a Yahweh, as he had said unto thee, and as he had sworn unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, Israel. 14. Neither with you only do I make this covenant and this oath. 15. But with him that standeth here with us this day before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, and also with him that is not here with us this day. Oh, so that's what we want. That, that, that's the mother E, mother Z. That was that. So the covenant was, was not just made with the one that he was looking at. He also made a covenant with the one that was standing there and the one that was not standing there. So who was the one that was not standing there? Find out. So he made a covenant with the one that was not standing there. Because when they tell you, well, that was the Old Testament, all that got away with. But we just found out that he made a covenant with the one that was not standing there. We want to find out well, what was what was they at? We going to find out what it was at. Uh, we going to the book of Hebrews. So when they tell you, well, no, that's done away with. Then you got a verse showing you that no, this man called the end from the beginning. 
and he made a covenant with the one that was standing there, and the one that was not. So now we got to find out who is he talking about that was not. And how you find out, you preach up your Bible to the book of Hebrews. That's what you do. You preach up your Bible to the book of Hebrews, and he, and we want to find out who was the one that was not standing there. And how we find that out by going to the book called Hebrews. And we're going to find out in the book of Hebrews exactly who was not standing there. So in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, there are elders. We're looking for something along the way. We're looking for something along the way to find out who was not there. And if they was not there, where were they at? So we want to read where they were at. Let's look at, let's get warmed up in 7 verse 7, Elder, first, and then we'll keep going until we find out what we're looking for. Hebrews chapter 7, verse number 7. In the book of Hebrews chapter 7, verse number 7, 7 says, And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. The less is blessed of the better. Okay, good. Let's start out a little bit more. The less is blessed in the, the better. Get down to verse 10. We just get down, we get down to it. It's not about this less is blessed in the better. Verse 10. 10 or 13? Verse 10. Verse 10, 10 says, For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Okay. And Melchizedek is another name for Yahweh the son. So the people, where were the people at? But he made a covenant with the ones that was there and the ones that was not there. According to verse 10, Elder, what was all the people that was that was there according to verse 10? What were they at according to verse 10? Uh, it says uh, it was in the loins of his father. Excellent. Excellent. So that's why the covenant still exists because the ones that was not there of the children of Israel was in the bloodline of their father. So when you cut off a man, you don't know how many generations you have cut off. So when you when you take a man's life from him, you don't know how many generations you have killed. Because it's showing you soundly that he made a covenant with the ones that were standing there and the ones that was not. But where were they at? They was in the bloodline children of the people of Israel. So you, so when they tell you the Old Testament is done away with, no, 
the people he made a covenant with back there is the same people that's here today. And how we know that? They ought to read the Ecclesiastes regular book 416. Let's read the regular book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 16. That's why I say a lot of teaching has to be done because we find out when we read this Bible that we was back there too. But we were still in that bloodline to come. Matter of fact, Mother, before we read, before he reads that, Mother E, read me 36, verse 8 of Ezekiel, Mother E. Before he ought to read Ecclesiastes 4, 16, can you read Ecclesiastes 4, 6? I mean, um, Ezekiel 36, mm-hmm. verse number 8. What it says in 36, verse 8, Mother? The book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 8. We, but yet, but ye, O mountain of Israel, you shall mm-hmm. shoot forth your branches mm-hmm. and yield your fruit to my people yeah. of Israel, for they are at hand to come. <laughs> That's right. So what? they at hand to come. What was that, mother? They was in the lawns of all them people back there. From Adam to Noah to Shem to Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, the twelve tribes, even to this day. So there go your straight bloodline from Adam all the way up to now. So the peoples of Israel was in the bloodline of all these people. And they are at hand to come. So there it is right there, mother. The children of Israel was in the bloodline when Moses was telling the children of Israel, I'm going to make a covenant with you and the those that are here now and the ones that are not here. And the ones that was not here is up. Now, the generations to come going to be able to say the same thing. When Mother E and Mother Z and the elders, they gonna say, "Well, we was in the bloodline of them, and we are the people of them." But this time is very short. We don't think we think we gonna see more of the close of this thing through the prophecy anyway. But that's what we got to know. There's no such thing as no old or new testament. The people that was back there then are the people in the same bloodline now. Read that verse, Elder. Four, four okay. sixteen of. Go ahead. What fourteen? Ecclesiastes. Four, four Ecclesiastes four verse sixteen. There is no end of all the people, even of all that have been before them. They also that come after shall not rejoice in him. Surely this also is vanity, vexation of spirit. So the same people that were back there then are the same people now. 
The same people that was back there then is back there now. Let's see what he did, uh, Elder, 12, verse 7, the same book of Ecclesiastes. What did he do in 12, verse 7? Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, 7. 7 says, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto Yahweh who gave. He said, them old people back in the in the background, way back there, they go back to the dust. But that spirit that's in them can return back to Yahweh. Then he places when he gets ready. See, the spirit in you never dies. It just this fleshly thing you got goes back where it comes from the dust. But the breath of life goes back to him. The spirit goes back to him. And when he ready, when he ready, he'll place that same spirit in another vessel. Same spirit. That's why you're going to recognize whoever is whatever you own. You can be recognized from the page of the book. Just by understanding the Bible, you can recognize that side of you remind me of somebody in this book. See? Because we know one thing. Everybody that's been born from Adam to Cain to Esau to Jacob to the 12 tribes of Israel, everybody is back there. Spirit went back to the Almighty. Then he placed that spirit right back into somebody today. And only you're going to recognize them is through the pages of the book. You will know who is that from the days of old by knowing your Bible. But it first starts when you know who you are, the children of Israel. That's the key right there. So if he made a covenant with you, Mother E, so since he made a covenant with you, so now we go on and precept and see that the covenant was made to the children of Israel. We clear that the covenant was made to the children of Israel. Now we want to go to Jeremiah the Seer, Mother, Mother E, and we want to know what did he tell Jeremiah in 1, verse 4 and 5, 8 down to verse 10. What did he tell Jeremiah? He looked Jeremiah eyeball to eyeball. And he said something to Jeremiah with the knowledge we got right now. What did he say to Jeremiah in 1, verse 4, 5, 8 through 10? Hey, Marie, take your time and do your part. Come on. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, 8, 9, and 10. Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 4. Verse 4 reads, Then the word of the Yahweh came unto me, saying, Verse 5, Before I found thee in the belly, I know thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee and seal unto the nation. 
Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, said the Yahweh. Verse 9. Then the Yahweh put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Yahweh said unto me, Behold, I have put my word in your mouth. Verse 10. See, I have this day set thee over the nation and over the kingdom to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Mm. Molly, you want to take a shot at that, Molly? What? What? What was told to Jeremiah? See, a lot of people think that by their own hand, you know, by their own hand, but the Almighty met Jeremiah eyeball to eyeball. And what did the Almighty tell Jeremiah? According to verse 4, 5, 8 through 10, let's see, can you enlighten this national audience over 900,000 strong? What did the Almighty tell Jeremiah? According to 1, 4, 5, 8 through 10. What did he say to Jeremiah? Come on. In verse 1, Yahweh comes to Jeremiah with the word. And verse 5, he said, uh, So Jeremiah, he from, from him, from the I saw thee in the better. I knew thee, and before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. So Yahweh sanctified Jeremiah before he was even come out of the womb. Mm-hmm. So he sanctified yeah, Jeremiah. Uh-huh. To do what? What was Jeremiah raised from the womb that I knew you? He was raised from the womb. He said, Jeremiah, I knew you. I'm the one sanctified you from the womb. So what purpose do he want Jeremiah to do after he remind him according to 8 through 10? So what did Jeremiah supposed to be about according to the verses 8, 9, and 10? So he said, I knew you, Jeremiah. I'm the one formed you in the womb. I sanctified you in the womb. So it is not your calling. This is my calling. I got a specific thing for you to do, Jeremiah. And what is that, Mother, between 8, 9, and 10? Okay. Yeah. He said, uh, Jeremiah, over the... Okay, wait a minute. He said, then the Yahweh put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Yahweh said unto me, Behold, I have put my word in thy mouth. Okay, I'm going to get to that one. Okay. See, I, see, I have this day set thee over the nation and over the kingdom to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. 
So uh, he said, Jeremiah owned the nation of the children of Israel to uh, root out and to pull down and to destroy. And to build and to plant. So Jeremiah was over that nation to the nation of Israel to build it up and plant the word. Okay. You're doing great, mother. So Jeremiah was um, to build them up, plant the word. So Jeremiah was not going to be a lack of a person because if he seen something wrong, he had to throw it down. Then once he found something wrong, he didn't have to build it up. So Jeremiah was nothing to, um, he was not way of life because he was raised from the womb to mm-hmm. if a problem is good, then let it be. But it's not good, it is to throw it down. So Jeremiah was not a likable person. But but the Almighty reminded him that his job was to I'll sit you over the nations, Jeremiah, you over all the kings, the president, and everything that walked that breathed. If you see something wrong, you gotta throw that down. And then you got to correct it, Jeremiah. You just don't tear it up, and you don't build it back up. So now that's big talk there, Elder. So now we're going back to the Elder with that in mind. So now we're going back to the Elder, and we're going to read a little bit again from the 18th chapter, verse 15, and we're going to read down and see what is he saying. And back to Deuteronomy chapter 18, you read verse 15, Elder. You'll tuck it in already. Now we go on and look at verse 16. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 16, Elder. Let's see what we got going on. Deuteronomy 18, verse 16. What does it say? Deuteronomy 18, verse number 16. 16 says, according to all that desire of the Yahweh, the Yahweh, and Horeb, in the day of the assembly, saying, let me not hear again the voice of the Yaqua, my Yaqua. Neither let me see well, this great fire. Well, hold on, Elder. Hold on, Elder. We're going right back to 18, and we're going to look right down at verse 16 again of Deuteronomy. 18, 16. You read 15. Okay. Now we're going to 16. I'm looking at Deuteronomy chapter 18. And I'm looking exactly at verse number 16. Okay, well, go ahead and read again. Well, I'll kind of got a little happy. 16. And look at real Catholic call that verse out. Remember, for the national audience, call that verse out. And then go ahead and set that a little bit in because I think something in that verse we want to take a look at. Come on. Okay, Book of Deuteronomy, reading chapter 18, verse number 16. 16 says, according to all that desire of the Yaqua, the Yaqua, and Horeb, and the day of the assembly, 
saying, let me not hear again the voice of the Yahweh, my Yahweh, neither let me see this great fire anymore, that I may die not. Go ahead. 17. And the Yahweh said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. 18. I will raise them up a prophet seer from among their brethren, like unto thee, and I will put my words in his mouth. He shall speak unto them all that I have commanded him. 19. And it shall come to pass that whomsoever I will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require... Hold on, Will. Take your time and um, look at that verse real carefully. Start again, that verse. Okay. 819. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. Mm-hmm. They talk there. Go ahead. But the but the seer prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other Yahwas, even that seer shall die. Twenty one. And if thou say in thine heart of mine, how shall we know the word which the Yahwa has not spoken? 22, when a prophet, a seer, speaketh in the name of the Yahweh, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Yahweh had not spoken, but the prophet, seer, had spoken it presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. Hmm. I got a whole lot of, whole lot of stuff up in there, so... Uh... So I'm only going to understand this. I, I need to hear this verse again in verse 20 again. So I'm only going to understand this. we got to remember what it says in 28, 9 and 10. We're not going to read. You must precept your Bible to get your answer. You don't talk your way out of this. No, you got to precept your Bible out of this. So we don't find out that if a um, man of Yahweh speaks outside of Yahweh, Word that we are going to kill it. And let's see you do that, do that, say that in verse 20. Let's see what, let's see you do it, say it again. I'm going to kill him in verse 20. Verse number 20. But the prophet, seer, which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other Yahwahs, even that seer prophet shall die. Oh, that's big talking there. So um, we got to preach. That. that means one thing. Jeremiah was not well liked it because he had to, he had to go among the people that uh, is like descent. 
and he had to tell them the way it is, and he didn't tell them the way it is, according to verse 20, what's going to happen to Jeremiah, the seer, according to verse 20 to him? Speaking what you're not told to, he's going to die. Oh, we're reading that, huh? So now we got to get a case in point. Let's run to Ezekiel 13, 1 through 9, and Mother E have me 22 and 23 waiting on me. Let's get a case in point there, Elder. Let's, let's see if we get a case in point so we find out if if you be if you being anointed to do the will of the mighty one, and you chose not to seek what he gives you from the pages of his book, he said, "I'm gonna kill you." Something we need to understand that if you're not speaking what he's telling you to speak, that you can read, the man said, "Gonna kill you." Now, we want to get a little precept on that by the elder looking at Ezekiel 13, 1 through 9, and mother picking up at 23. We're going to get a precept on this. We need a case in point because it's already told. Remember we read earlier in Matthew 29, 22, it says, this people error because they don't know the scriptures. See, a lot of times people don't know the scriptures because they've been told all their life that everything past Matthew to the left-hand side is done away with. And we don't find out, according to his lesson on top part of the day, that the people they made a covenant with were with the ones that were standing there and the ones that's in the bloodline. And if you are a bloodline Israelite, that comes with you, although you wasn't there, but you was there. Yeah. Well, there it is right there. So if you in leadership and you chose not to speak, thus says the mighty one, the man said he's going to kill you. Now we're going to get a case in point by looking at Ezekiel 13, 1 through 9, and mother going to have 22 and 23. Come on, Yoda. Book of Ezekiel, chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. One says, and the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, Two, son of man, prophesies against the prophets, seers of Israel, that prophesies, and say unto them, that prophecy out of their own heart of mine. Hear ye the word of Yahweh. Three, thus says to Yahweh, Woe unto the foolish prophets, seers, that follow their own spirit, and have seen nothing. O Israel! Thy prophets, seers, are like foxes in the desert. Five, ye have not gone up into the gaps, neither made up in the hedges for the house of Israel to stand in the battle in the day of the aqua. Six, they have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, the Yahweh saith unto the Yahweh, Have not sent them, and they have not made others to hope that they would confirm the word. 7. Have you not seen a vain vision, and have not spoken a lying divination? Whereas you say, The Yahweh said, 
I bet that I have not spoken. Nine. Thus says to Yahweh, because you have spoken vanity and seen lies, therefore behold, I am against you, saith to Yahweh. Nine. And mine hand shall be upon the prophet seers that see vanity and that divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people. Neither shall they be written in the writing of the house of Israel, neither shall they enter into the land of Israel, and ye shall know that I am the Yahweh. So, um, just use one word of other, fear or prophet, but the word prophet is done away with. Yeah, so the word prophet is done away with at a certain time of the book. So it's not an entertaining word. One word is done away with. Okay, good. Now, mother, look at that verse 22 and 23 and tell me what it says, mother. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 22 and verse 33. 23. 23, yes. Because of lies, you have made the mind of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad. And strengthen the hands of the wicked, that he should not return from his wicked ways by promises him life. 23. Therefore, you shall see no more vanity, nor divine, 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 divine. Divination. Devonation, oh, yeah. divine devonation. <clears throat> For I will deliver my people out of your hands, and you shall know that I am the Yahweh. That's hmm. a dark mother. He's saying that um, he's saying that to this um anointed leadership, <laughs> he can't uh, all of a sudden. Forget, and then you start looking at the feelings of the people and make a decision that the Bible don't support. He said, now, you can step in the people's hand by lying to them and think they got something coming by lying to them, but I'm going to get you for it because you're lying to them. That's what he's saying. He said, those in leadership, if you lie to the people, I'm going to get you. That's what he's saying. In modern-day terms now, if you if in leadership position, if you find out that you're lying to the people. He said, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you for it. I'm telling you now, I'm going to get you for lying to the people. So that's what he's saying. <laughs> now, uh, Mother, look at the 18th chapter, verse 31 and 32 of Deuteronomy. Stay in there. And it'll have me Jeremiah 25, 34 to 38. So listen to what he's saying to the leadership. He said, leadership, you can keep lying to these people, not telling these people the truth who they really are, keep telling them that they are up on, they are a religion and not a bloodline people. <laughs> and you continue that, that line of never telling these people who they are, not telling them that the covenant that was made with the children of Israel, it was made with the people that were standing there, 
and the one that was in the loins today. And you never tell them these things. You tell them that, oh, don't worry about that old book. That's done away with. <laughs> never tell them that you was in the loins of them people. And when you kill a man like you have did in the past, you cut off a long line of bloodline. I, mean, I wonder how many people have you killed since the time of Yahweh is coming. And that's why he made a profound statement. We might read in this lesson based upon that anyway. See, when you kill a man, you cut off a bloodline from the time that that man died up to the time now and beyond. You kills off a whole bloodline. So keep on letting your temple keep having you to kill people, men, and cut off their bloodline because one day you won't answer to that and we might read it in this lesson. I don't know. We know how to get to it, but we don't get to it right now because we don't want to get to it right now. That's why you got to know, you got to stop erring through these scriptures. You can't keep on killing people and thinking that you took care of that person. <clears throat> Not knowing you killed that man, you killed off his son, 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 up to this day and beyond us. That's important to understand the scripture. Now, look what Mother getting ready to read in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 31 and 32. What you get ready to read, Mother? 18, verse 31 and 32 says what of, uh, of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 18, 31 and 32. What does that say, Mother? Okay, wait a minute. I got you. told me, I thought you told me Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. Made out. Man, man, always gonna make error. That's why, that's why you not. That's why mother. That's why mother Z always tell us, even in class. Uh, matter of fact, read that other real quick. Read, read this Acts fifteen fifteen. This is what mother Z always tell us in class. Acts fifteen fifteen. What does it say, yo? What do Acts fifteen fifteen say? Acts chapter fifteen, verse number fifteen. It says. And to this agree the words of the seers, as it is written. Yeah. So you all agree if, 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 if you can read it. Otherwise, you can't read it. You don't, you don't, you don't agree with the seer and nobody else. If, I can't, if you can't read that to me, I ain't in it. So that what Mother Z said a minute. I ain't in it unless I can read that. I agree with the seer if he showed me in that book. But when he don't show me in that book, I ain't agreeing with him. That's the thing. That's, hey, that's all right with me. And that's the same thing for the whole anybody accountable that stand before you. If they can't read what they're saying, then hush up. Hush your mouth up. I can't believe that. Because it was important, I supposed to be able to read it. See? There you go. Let's see what Mother get ready to read in um, Ezekiel 18, 31, and 32. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 31 and verse 32. Cast away from you all your transgressions, whereby you have transgressed sin, <laughs> and make you a new mind and a new spirit. For why will you die, O family of Israel? 32. For I have no pleasure in the death of him that died, 
that the Yahweh will turn you, turn yourselves and live you. Yeah. He said, he said, hey, Israel, why should you die? If you don't turn away from sin against me, I'm going to kill you. He said, why should you die? If you keep sinning against me, I'm going to kill you. I might not get you today. I'm going to get you tomorrow. But you you keep sinning against this man. He told the nation of Israel, the children of Israel, why should you die? I'm going to kill you. You keep sinning against me, I'm going to kill you. That's what he said to tell him. He said, why should you die? Long as you keep sinning against this man, you ain't got nothing but a death sentence over your head. And then it's mm-hmm. written here, in Deuteronomy 18, 31, and 32. You keep sinning against, you still wrapping with the children, the grandbabies, the aunties, the mamas, and everything else. Listen, the man's going to kill you. You keep sinning against the man, the man's going to kill you. So Ezekiel had to tell him, hey, children of Israel, if you keep sinning against the man, the man's going to kill you. Why should you die? Oh, children of Israel, not only die the first death, you're going to die the second death when he wakes you up and burn you in the back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what's so good to you that you don't want to come to this man. He says, you preparing yourself for the second death. Everybody's going to taste the first death, but you prepare for the second death when I wake you up and burn you up in the back of eternity. You mean whatever you're doing is what? The man gonna burn you in the back until you do what you're doing. Now let's 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 break down the proper association of when we was reading about the the seer, the prophets, and all that stuff. Now we're gonna break down the proper words that's supposed to be in there that we can read. Now the elder are gonna read the proper words that was there by going to Jeremiah twenty five, thirty four through thirty eight. So when when any something is negative is told by any leadership, these are the words you have to put there and on instead of fear. Here we go right now. Jeremiah twenty five, thirty four, thirty eight, L to bring it. Book of Jeremiah. I think that was uh, chapter twenty five. Jeremiah twenty five, thirty four to thirty eight. Here go the proper way you read that you read Deuteronomy's part and the proper way you read Ezekiel 13, 1 through 9, and that you read, this is the proper way you read that when it's any something, it's negative, negative about leadership. Because if it's negative, Yahweh is not going to deal with you. And we'll give you a case point shortly. But these are the words that should have been there. I'm sure there three times the word fear mentioned. Let's find out exactly what should have been there. Or calling <laughs> Jeremiah 25, 34 to 38, Elder Brandon. Jeremiah 30, 25, 34 to 38. 34 says, How are you shepherds and cry? And how are yourselves? In the ashes, you principles of the flock, for the days of your slaughter and of your dispersions are accomplished, and ye shall fall like a pleasant vessel. 35. And the shepherd shall have no way to flee, nor the principle 
of the flock to escape. 36. A voice of the cry of the shepherds and a howling of the principal of the flock shall be heard. For the Yahweh had spoken, spoiled their pastors. 37. And the peaceable habitations are cut down because of the fierce anger of the Yahweh. 38. He had forsaken his government as the lion for their land is desolate because of the fierceness of the obsessor and because of his fierce anger. So, who is he angry with? Is he angry with the fear of uh, who is he angry with, according to? And so whenever you see him angry with, although you might be looking at the word called fear there, and you see that good word called prophet, but what word is supposed to go there, according to Scripture, when he's angry? What word is supposed to go there, Elder, according to Jeremiah 25, 34, and 38? What word should be there? Looking at the shepherds. That's what's supposed to go there. When it's anything negative, you're supposed to put the word shepherd, bishop, pastor, internet, and place. Because if you appear and you go wrong, he's going to deliver you up right away. You know. So now, so that's the word that goes there now. Let's get a precept on that elder and see can we precept that and find out when he's angry exactly what words goes there when you precept your Bible in Ezekiel 34 and pick up verse 1. Let's read a bit until we get a big benefit of what words are supposed to go there whenever you see something negative in the Bible about the leadership and you see the word fear on it, you're supposed to automatically put in the word Shepherd, pastor, or bishop, or pope. You got all four of them words to put there. The pope. Let's get a let's get a precept on it by looking at the thirty fourth chapter, verse number one through twelve, and, and look at WCC just said. It is so quiet on the network, and you know why it's so quiet here? Because we eat. We eat real good. <laughs> it's when they eat real good. It's, it is real quiet. You hear a pin drop. It's quiet. They said they eat real good. Yeah, well, no. Sooner or later, everybody's going to eat. That's why you got to eat the right stuff for nourishment. So now here we go in 34th chapter, Elder. Let's see if we get a big better pull of what we just said with the precept. Just read until we, until we got enough. To understand it when anything negative, this word goes there. Come on. 34 1 is real bit Elmer. Come on. Ezekiel 34, reading in verse 1. And the word of the Aqua came unto two. Son of man prophesied against the shepherds of Israel, prophesied and said unto them, Thus says the Aqua unto the shepherds. Woe be unto the shepherds of Israel, 
who do not feed themselves? Should we not the shepherds feed the flocks? Three, ye eat the fat, and ye clothe you with the wool. Ye kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. Four, the disease have ye not strengthened, neither have ye healed that which was sick. Neither have ye bound up that which was broken. Neither have ye brought against that which had been driven away. Neither have ye sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty have ye ruled them. Five, and they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became meat for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. Six, my sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. Seven, wherefore, ye shepherds, hear the word of the Aqua. Eight, as I live, saith the Aqua, surely because my flock became a prey, and my flock became meat to every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, neither did my shepherd search for my flock. But the shepherds fed themselves, and fed not my flock. Nine, therefore, O ye shepherds, hear the word of the Aqua. Ten, thus says the Aqua, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will my flock at their hand. And cause them to cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves any more. For I will deliver my flock from their mouth, that they may not be meat for them. 11. Thus says the Yahweh, Behold, even I will both scatter, I will both search my sheep and seek them out. 12. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered. So will I seek out my shepherds and will deliver them out of all places where they have not been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. Good. Now, 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 you, now you just gave them a big dose of education there, Elder. So when, what word do you use when Yahweh is displeased, what word do you use as the precept? When you when you get ready to read that word fear and you see something negative come behind it, what words you supposed to put there according to the precept? What word? Shepherd. Shepherd. Bishop. Pope. Uh, pastor. You got all the words to put in. <laughs> huh? So that is good there. You got all the words to put there, you know, case in point right there. Now, all right, now, mother. So now we clear exactly how you pose it. This is how you edify those that want to be edified. Now, mother, we're going to Jeremiah. So we clear how to use things now. If it's negative, we know what to put in there. So we have to write all four of them words down. We have to make a side note like Mother Z just made. Shepherd, bishop, pope, 
Pope and um, what a bishop, a pope, a pastor, and shepherd. Give me the four words you use if anything negative about the leadership. You put your words in there. So there you go right there. So you already got it down? Nope, now that's good. Now remember, Elder Red, that if, um, if uh, an overseer speaks, I'm going to kill you. Did we read that in Deuteronomy 18, verse 20? You know, maybe the mass knowledge might have a short extent, uh, uh, intention, intention span. Let's read that verse again in 18, verse 20, to make sure we say that. And mother, tell me Jeremiah 28, 1 through 4, waiting on me. Let's read that verse again and see what he said again. Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 20, one more time. Okay. Book of Deuteronomy. Looking at chapter 18 and reading verse number 20. That says, But the shepherd, which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other Yahweh's, even that Shepherd shall die. Excellent. Excellent. That's excellent right there. Now read me Deuteronomy 8. Read me Deuteronomy 8, verse uh, 4. Deuteronomy 8, verse 4. That was excellent. Now, now I don't got happy again. It don't take much to get those fear happy. I just got happy behind with the elder. This dropped down before this national audience, over 900,000 plus. He just delivered the knockout blow. By letting you know, if something negative, I got four words to use instead of a fear. And he can pick shepherd. That's the number one. Read me Deuteronomy 8, verse 4, what it says. Deuteronomy 8, verse 4 says, Thy raiment wax not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these 40 years. Uh-huh. Verse 3 now. Verse 3. And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might Make thee know that a man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Yaquah doeth man live. So that's how man lives. So whatever Yaquah say, that's the end of it. He gets the first word and the last word. That's the end of it. Now, what did he say, mother, and, do, and Jeremiah 28, 1 through 4? Now, remember that. Man lives by everything he says, and, and once he says, that's the end of it. Ain't no but, 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 nothing. That's the end of it. Let's see what he said in, in Jeremiah 28, 1 through 4, mother. What did he say? The book of Jeremiah, chapter 28, verses 1 through 4, verse 1. And it comes to pass the same year in the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, 
king of Judah in the fourth year and in the fifth month that Haman, the son of Azar, the seer, which was a Gideon speak unto me in in the house of Yahweh, temple of Yahweh, in the presence of the priests and of all the people saying, Thus speaketh the Yahweh of hosts, the Yahweh of Israel, saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two full years will I bring again unto this place all the vessels of the Yahweh temple that never the neither king of Babylon took away from this place and carried them to Babylon. Now, Okay, go ahead, go ahead, read And I will bring again to this place Jonah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, with all the captains of Judah that went into Babylon, said the Yahweh, but I will break the yoke of the kings of Babylon. Okay. Now, you know, Mother's going to take a shot at this, and we want I want to know, do you agree with Mother get ready to say after she says, or what power would you bring in? Now, what happened? Now, what we just got through reading? Now, what have we just got through reading in 28, 1 through 4? Exactly what have we just got through reading, Mother? And the elder will be Listen real carefully. And I'm going to ask you a question. Do you agree whatever mother get ready to say? So what happened? What's going on in 28, 1 through 4? What book? What book? Jeremiah, Elder? Uh-huh. We got to make mother. sure we answer the right question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. Now, Mother, get ready to break down 28, 1 through 4. Now, Mother, what's going on 28, 1 through 4, or do you want to pass to the elder? 28, 1 through 4, what's going on in these the verses? What, remember, what all we just got to read, it fires into everything we just got to read, what Elder read over there in 18, verse 20, and what the Elder read in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 8, verse 4 and 3, all of the ties in together. So all of the ties in together, what Mother did read talk about in 28, 1 through 4. What's going on, Mother? Oh, well, the Chapter 1, 2, 3, 4. What is, what is going on here in 28, 1, 2, 3, 4? 
Well, I think the best thing to do is for us to take the pen and write down the corrective uh, statements of one, two, three, and four, and we will listen uh, to the teaching and take notes. I got my pen in hand. Okay. That's, okay. Let's um let's take a look at Jeremiah twenty-eight, one through four. Now, what we just got to read that man lived by every word that the Almighty said. Now, this overseer just said in twenty-eight chapters that that he gonna have the children of Judah to turn back in a matter of a couple of years. He said that he have broke the yoke off of Nebuchadnezzar's head, so he he was getting the people all that excited about returning back from the captivity, the ones in captivity. He, he got the people all worked up, like the pastors do you on Sunday, to get you all worked up, get you get your high spirit, and get the beating them drums, get everything, get you really happy. So he's got the people of the descendants of the captivity, he said, in two years, Yahweh told him that everybody's going to return back to their homeland in two years. That's what he said. So now the people don't got happy. You know, like the preachers today, they, they might say some things that make you real happy. You get real happy behind the music and everything else. But now let's precept that and see because Hananiah said that otherwise what the Almighty say, the timeline the Almighty gave, Elder, let's see the timeline that the Almighty gave. And 29th chapter, let's look at verse 1 and 10. Let's find out what timeline that the Almighty gave. And Hananiah, the overseer, said, the pastor said, the shepherd said, Within a couple of years, this thing is over with. Everybody in captivity, I'm going to bust them up, and everybody come back home. So all people got happy because they're going to see their loved ones in a, in a couple more years. But we're going to see what Yahweh says in the 29th chapter, verse 1 and 10. Let's listen to this real chapter. Jeremiah 29, 1 and 10. In the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 29, verses 1 and verse number 10. One says, these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah, the seer, sent from Jerusalem to the residue of the elders, which were carried away captives, and to the priests, and to the prophets, and to all the people whom Negazazara, had carried yeah, away captive. Nicholas is there. Okay, good. Had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. Ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, ten says, For thus says Yahweh, that after 70 years be accomplished that Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good toward you and causing you to return to this place. So, how many years that was told to Jeremiah that that, that the children of Judah are going to be in captivity? 
according to verse 10. How many years did, did um, Yahweh tell Jeremiah they're going to be there? I'm reading 70 years. I'm reading 70 years. 70. Okay. And and man live by every word of who? Every word of Yahweh. Oh, so man live by every word of Yahweh. So Jeremiah the seer was told that they would be in captivity for how many years? 70. Now, let's come back and read. 28 again, uh, 1 through 4, and I, and I think you'd be ready to, you know, make a statement. Now let's read, with that information right there, let's read Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 4 again. Deuteronomy 28, verses 1, verse number 4. I mean, Jeremiah. Jeremiah 28. Oh, Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Mother. 28. Thank you, Mother. Jeremiah 28, 1, 2, 3, 4. Now, I believe once you read it now, now by understanding, listen carefully. In the 29th chapter, verse 1, the word came to Jeremiah. Yahweh said, Children of Judah will be in captivity for 70 years. Now, we read the 28th chapter. One, two, three, four, and I believe everybody is ready to make a statement after this. Come on. Verse number one. It came to pass in the same year, in the beginning, in the reign of Zechariah, the king of Judah, in the fourth year, and in the fifth month, that Hananiah, the son of Zerah, the prophet, which was of Gideon, spank unto me in the house of the Yahweh, in the presence of the priests and all the people, saying, Two, thus speaketh the Yahweh of hosts, the Yahweh of Israel, saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Three, within two, four years, I will bring against into this place all the vessels of the Yahweh's house, that Necrosazera, the king of Babylon took away from this place and carried them to Babylon. Four, and I will bring place Jeconiah, the son of Jechomachim, the king of Judah, with the captives of Judah that went into Babylon, saying, The Yahweh, I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Now, now, mother, now, El, now, now, do you want to make a statement for what? Now, we go, now, now, you want to make a statement now? How many years did Yahweh say that the children of, of Judah are going to be in the captivity? According to 29, verse 10. 70 years. Okay, now, how many years did the, the shepherd, pastor, the bishop, Say the children of Israel, the children of Judah, are going to be in the captivity, and then what he going to do? What he said he was going to do? Of course, twenty-eight, one, two, three, four. Now remember, he had the great big southern kingdom temple, and it did like the, the 
they pass them today to get you worked up real good for you to for you to put some extra money in the box to play. They can work you up real good with the drums and everything. Get you get you real excited on a new project. So now all the children of Judah's families uh, they knew of someone was taken to captivity and he got at the great big temple on the Sabbath day and stood before the big congregation of the children of Israel and told them, within two years, all your loved ones will be coming back home to you so you know how, what kind of uh, cry and uh, joyful noise they made after they heard that. Now, y'all understand, according to 28, what's going on? So what's going on here now? Y'all take it from there. Who will, who will take a shot at that from, from that point? Okay. Well, in verse, well, I would say, in the verse 3, he said, within two full years, will I bring again into this place all the vessels of the Yahweh's temple that never the need the king of Babylon took away from this place and carried them to Babylon. So I don't know because within when we read Jeremiah twenty nine ten it says for well, thus said the Yahweh that after seventy years becoming after seventy years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and profane my work, good words to you, toward you, and causing you to return to this place. So but here he, he says, uh, he's talking about the people. But to me, here he said, within two full years, he's talking about the vessel, the thing that he took from the temple. So, All right, Elder, what you got? Okay, Elder, what you got at him? Hey, Elder, Mr. Tibbs Israel, what you get out of it? What you get out of it? Do you agree with Mother said or? Or you want to take it another another way? Hey, Adam? Oh, the WCC says, see, we know where you're going with this. We're going to stop this right now. We're going to mute the elder off the broadcast. He is through talking for tonight. Yeah. Well, we can't ask the L anything now. The WCC M U T E on the L. So the L is off the broadcast for the night there, mother. So now what we gonna do? We gonna see can we uh, bring the young lion in? Cause see, Yahweh, he knows the fox tail been lit and the curtain tail went up. So what we gonna do? We gonna. Um, that's why we tell those on the network, those that understand, especially the North of the six camps, always be ready. Because you never know when you're called on to step to the plate. And when you step to the plate, you can't be fumbling around. You got to do this. 
go down. What was saying here, mother? In the 29th chapter, verse 1 and 10, it was said that Yahweh spoke to Jeremiah and told Jeremiah that they're going to be there for 70 years. And we read in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, man live by everything Yahweh says. Now the pastor going to get up into the, the temple and says, no, we're going to do this in two years. So this pastor, this shepherd alive because man live by every word that Yahweh said. If he said you're going to be in captivity for 70 years, then that's the end of it. This pastor jumped up and said, no, in two years, I'm going to bring everybody back home. So, you know, everybody, when a person put all the money they can in the pot behind that, you know, they, they said this must be uh, uh, the man of the man of the most high. Because we thought he gonna be, they were going to be there for 60 years. We'd never see him again. But he got up in front of everybody and said, no, you're going to be there for two years. And you coming back home. So you can imagine whatever they had in their purse, they wouldn't put it right into the chest. See that? Because they was, they knew it was gonna be seventy years. So, Yahweh, so whatever Yahweh say mother is, that's the end of it. If Yahweh says seventy years, that's the end of it. If Yahweh tell you keep it Sabbath day, that's the end of it. And Yahweh tell you where friends, that's the end of it. And Yahweh said keep the feast day, that's the end of it. Man so, can't get if Yahweh say keep the Sabbath day and you keep the Sunday, you wrong. So now we're getting the case in point right now where this so, man yeah. jumped up and said, This pastor said, No, in two years, y'all, mm-hmm. your loved ones coming back home. This man just lied to the congregation. And we read in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 20, if um, if you lie to the congregation, you're not speaking my words, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So, so keep that in mind. Now the young lion going to pick that up after we bring him on the network by saying, young lion, travel, y'all got to do it. Y'all why I beat that thing right. Yeah, it's real. Oh, Steve Rose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, Mother, you got something to take away, Mother? Go ahead, Mother. I want to ask you this, this word, vessels, talking about people. Yeah, yeah, the vessels, uh, no, the vessels are talking about all those things, but he was talking about two things. They not only took the people to captivity, they took away all the gold, your silver, and everything else. So he was talking about two things, what's going to happen. He said, your loved one's going to return, and the vessel's going to return, too. So this man really was filling him up real good. This pastor, this pope, had him on, 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 on 100. You know, they had him on a scale of 100. He said, not only with your loved one's going to be coming back in two years, all, everything that was taken away by Nebuchadnezzar also going to return. So now you know right there and there, everybody's going to give him all the money. They can take a stick at behind that. They can say, this is the wonderful works of the mighty one that told us that even our gold going to come back to us. Not only our gold going to come back to us, 
our loved ones coming back too. So you know he got plenty of pets on the back behind that. They'll pat him on his back. He had to do like that big digging chair over there in Russia do, take his shirt off. But there's nice, clean slap on the back. But now we could examine that mother. You remember what Mother Z said? She said, I bleed a seal according to Acts 15, 15, as is written. If Yahweh said you're going to be in captivity 70 years, that's the end of it. We read in 46, 9 through 10, he called the end from the beginning. So if you can't believe this word, what you supposed to believe? Mm-hmm. This man got them all worked up. And let's see what happens, mother. We're going to sit back and let the young line get in here and see what happens. Now they all got worked up. Now let's see what happens when he said all that good stuff. Come on back, um, Brother McCoy, in the 28th chapter, 1 down to verse 4. Then we'll skip down to 12 through 17. Listen good, mother. Listen good to the conversation. Now, we already know we live by every word that Yahweh say. Listen mm-hmm. at this pastor, this shepherd, this poke, tell the people on the Sabbath day exactly what the Almighty told him. Jeremiah 28, 1, 2, 3, 4, Young Lion, Micaiah, bring it. Book of Jeremiah, chapter 28, verse 1, 2, 3, and verse number 4. Book of Jeremiah, chapter 28, verse 1, reads, And it came to pass the same year, in the beginning of the ring of Zedekiah, king of Yadaju, in the fourth year, and in the fifth, Ananias, the son of Azur, the seer, which was of Gibeon, spake unto me in the temple of Yahweh, in the presence of the priests, and all and of all the people, saying, Verse 2. Thus speaking to Yahweh of hosts, Yahweh of Israel saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Verse 3. Within two full years will I bring again into this place all the vessels of Yahweh's temple that Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried them to Babylon. Verse 4. And I will bring, and I will bring again to this place. Jehonah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Yadadu, all the captains of Yadadu that went into Babylon, said to Yahweh, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Mm. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, well, I know you read it wrong, but wait a minute. So now, now this shepherd saying, I'm going to take care of all the business that will happen to the children of Judah within two years. This shepherd, this pope, he, he, he even said, does say Yahweh told him that. Did he? But what did Yahweh say in 29, verse 1 and 10 there, young lion? Jeremiah 29, 1 and 10. What did Yahweh say? 29, verse 1 and 10. Chapter 29, verse 1 and verse 10. Verse 1 reads. Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah just said. Sent from Yadad Judah unto the residue of the elders, which were carried away captive, to the priests, and to the shepherds, and to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Yadad Judah to Babylon. Mm-hmm. Verse number 10. 
For thus says the Yahweh, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and proclaim my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place. Mm-hmm. Now, how many years did the fear of saying children of Israel are going to be in the captivity by the mouth of Yahweh? 70 years. How many years did the pastor say in 28 before that Yahweh told him that they're going to be in Bab- and they're going to be coming back home, according to 28, 1, 2, 3, 4? So now who right? You see that? That's why you got to know who stands before you because this man brought Yahweh's name in place and saying, no, this, in two years, everything is coming back to you. Your loved ones and your sibling go, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, when anything negative, that man is said that, that, that speaking out of his head, he cannot be a seer. He has to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. He got to be a deacon. He got to be a pope. Or he got to be a bishop. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Because Yahweh said one thing, he don't say something totally different, didn't he? Now, let's see. Now, we read in Deuteronomy. Let's come back to the 18th chapter, young line. And we're going to look at verse number 20 to the bottom of 18th chapter. Let's see what the penalty of this. And let's see who words going to stand. Hey, hey, mother. Hey, mother, eat. Have me the 11th chapter. Have me the 11th chapter. And verse 23 of the book of Numbers waiting on me. Start getting at it right now at 11 23. Have that waiting on me. Come on, that young lion. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, picking up at verse 20, down to verse number 22. Mm-hmm. Verse 20 reads What? But the shepherd which shall presume to speak a word in my name. Presumptually. Oh, presumptually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, presumptually to speak a word in my name which I have not commanded him to speak, uh-huh. or that shall speak in the name of false Yahweh, yes. even that shepherd shall die. Yeah, well, what am I doing? He shall die. Okay, okay, go ahead. Verse 21. And if you say in your mind, how shall we know the word which the Yahweh has not spoken? Uh-huh. Verse 22. If when a shepherd speaketh in the name of Yahweh, if the same follow not, uh, if it follow not, nor come to pass, that is the same which the Yahweh has not spoken, mm-hmm. but the shepherd has spoken it presumptuously. Yes. You shall not be afraid of. That means you will give them no never mind. If they just jumping around, sweating, telling you things, you ain't read no Bible. Matter of fact, the Bible got is as a cushion to you now. He um, call out one verse, and now you'll put the Bible up on your box sitting on it, because you know you don't read no book. He said, you don't pay that man no never mind. He ain't read no Bible. Don't let him jump around sweating and telling you things that you can't read nowhere. Go ahead. Verse, that is verse 22. Okay. So, then you know, don't be a front to them, otherwise, you both do it like you do. You'll see it today. Hey, them no never mind. And that's what you do. 
So we found out according to the heavenly titles of the first five books, if a man if a man that's anointed stand before you and tell you a lie and you know you can't read it, because he lied, you can't read it. He lied automatically. Because you ain't read nothing with a precept. So automatically he lying. He's speaking out of his own mind. Anybody stand before you go have a verse on the table, then comment behind the verse. If they don't do it that way, they lie to you off the top because they breaking the rules and regulations. You both put a verse on the table, then talk about it. Now, this man says, this pastor says, that in two years, all this good stuff is going to happen for the children of Judah. But Yahweh says, if you lie on me, I'm going to kill you, right? Is that what he said? Now, now, come on, mother, bring that verse out, mother. Okay, Numbers chapter 11, verse 23. Numbers chapter yeah. 11, verse 23. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And the Yahweh said unto Moses, If the Yahweh's hands wax short, thus shall see now whether my words shall come to pass unto thee or not. Yeah, mother. So how many years did Yahweh say the children of Israel are going to be in captivity, mother? He said, uh, what was that? Uh, how many years did Yahweh say to Jeremiah that the children of Judah are going to be in the captivity? How many years? According to 29, Jeremiah, how many years? Verse 12 down to verse 17. 
verse 12, read. 28, verse, verse 12. In the word of the Yahweh came unto Jeremiah the sixth. After that, Hananiah, the shepherd, had broken the yoke from off the neck of the spear, Jeremiah saying, verse 13, Go and tell Hananiah, saying, Thus said to Yahweh, You have broken the yoke of wood, but you shall make for them yoked of iron. Verse 14, For thus said to Yahweh, the Yahweh of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron upon the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they should serve him. And I have given him the beast of the field also. Verse 15. Then said Jeremiah unto Hananiah, the shepherd, Hear now, Hananiah, the Yahweh has not sent you. But you make it this people to trust in a lot. <clears throat> 16. Therefore, thus says the Yahweh, Behold, I will cast you from off the face of the earth. This year you shall die, because you have taught rebellion against the Yahweh. Verse 17. So Hananiah, the shepherd, died the same year in the seventh month. Hey, death. Yeah, yeah, you your mother? Hey, mother, did you hear that? <laughs> so, mother, when you're hearing these people's pastors kept in line, Yahweh is telling us to tell them, you got to stop lying to the people because the man going to kill you. Jeremiah told the people that they're going to be in captivity in 70 years. This pastor came and said, no, they're going to be two years. Yahweh tell us to keep the Sabbath day. The Pope of Rome said, no, we're going to keep Sunday. You see that? So you see what he know? The Yahweh say his name is the four letters, Y-H-W-A. No, the Pope of Rome say, the Vatican City says his name is Lord Jesus, our Lord. See? Listen, that is a suicide that you're doing by calling Yahweh a life. Hananiah is an example of a lying overseer. Yahweh said, 70 years, I'm going to kill you. I mean, I'm going to let you come back home. Hananiah said, no, they're coming back home in two years. So he lied. Then Jeremiah was sent back to him by Yahweh and said, Hananiah, the shepherd, you lied to the people. You worked the people all up. You got them excited, happy. You lied to them. Huh? They like they lie to you about Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, Sunday, not wearing fringes. They lying to you. So you see what happened to him? That's an example. Now we go to Jeremiah 29, 10 down to verse, to verse 20 now, and let's see, do Yahweh also clean houses if anybody tied to your hip? Let's go to Jeremiah 29, verse 20. Now listen to y'all, hey, Mother E, listen real good when somebody sees something. Matter of fact, matter of fact, read that, Mother. 
Leviticus chapter 5, 1 and 17. Help, help those three out, mother. And in Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1 and 17. Can you help those three out, mother? Mother, what is saying? Leviticus 5, 1 and 17. Okay. Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1 and verse 17. Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1. And if he so sinneth, and hear the voice of swearing, and he'll say, Witness, whether he has seen or know of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his sin. Verse 17. And if he so sin and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandment, the law of the Yahweh, though he wished it not, yet, yet is he guilty and shall bear his sin. So what are you saying, Mother? He's saying, now listen, if you are aware of a, a person standing before you and he's lying to you and you know he's lying to you, and if you don't say nothing or bear witness, you know he's telling you that Sunday is the Lord's day. It is the Lord's day, but not Yahweh's day. You know he's lying, and you don't say nothing about it. He said, I'm going to get him, but I'm, I'm going to get you for being in that number. So if they stand before you and you know they lying, and you and you just say, well, I ain't gonna say nothing about it. I'm letting keep the peace. You say, I'm, okay, I'm gonna get them, but I'm gonna get you for being in that number. So if you know what the man is saying, and you ignore what the man is saying, and don't say nothing, you just as guilty as you part of it. And just like they they tell you day by hanging around with people on the corner. They are done wrong, but you're going to hang out with them, too. And when the man come and grab them, they're going to grab you, too, because you're hanging out with them. That's the same thing going to happen according to this. If you know that preacher lying to you and you go along with it, when I get that preacher, I'm going to get you, too. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. So now we're going to go. So he got the, the pastor that done the line saying, and two years, and let's see what else did he do in the 29th chapter, Young Lion. Let's see what else did Yahweh do by the mouth of Jeremiah and 29 verse 10, I mean verse 20 down to verse 32. Listen good to Mother E and Mother Z. Listen good to this. What did it say? The book of Jeremiah, here, chapter 29, verse 20 down to verse 32. Verse 20 reads, Hear ye, therefore, the word of the Yahweh, all ye of the captives, whom I had sent from Yahweh to Babylon. 21. Thus says the Yahweh of the Yahweh of Israel, of Ahab, the son of Coliath, and of Zedekiah, the son of Messiah, 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 
once the sin is placed, all the way he can be removed is through death. Because Yahweh would kill you, and he removed you. But long the, the man still you hear his voice, that was Yahweh's saying. So y'all going to start something, or Shemaiah and them going to start something in Babylon, and then they're going to call back to, they're going to send letters back to, to uh, Judah, and they're going to elect who they want to put in table. Wait a minute. Ain't Jeremiah sit around? You going to reprove Jeremiah? Jeremiah is the seer until he dies. And Yahweh do the killing. So Shemaiah, let's see what happens to Shemaiah behind that. Was he trying to sit up something like, like they got the day called, after four years you elect who you want to be. That don't work like that in Israel. Let's see what he said to Shemaiah now. Go back to Shemaiah again, young lion. Let's see what he's saying. Because they're saying Jeremiah, otherwise they're saying Jeremiah is the sitting seer. He the one got the first and the last word. Not you, Shemaiah. Let's read a little bit more about Shemaiah. Come on. All right. We're going back to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29. We're picking up at verse 28. Verse 28, read. For therefore he sent unto us in Babylon, saying, This captivity is lost. Building ye houses and dwelling them. That's what Yahweh said. This captivity is going to be 70 years, going to be long. So you, you build houses there, get along with the people, get your boys down low, get along, and go get through them 70 years. Go ahead, read. And plant gardens. Yeah. And eat the fruit of them. Go ahead. Verse 29. And Zephaniah, the priest, read this letter in the ears of Jeremiah the seer. Verse 30. Then came the word of Yahweh to Jeremiah the seer, saying, right. 31. Then to all them of the chapter, saying, Thus said to Yahweh concerning Shemaiah, the Nehemiah, because that Shemaiah has prophesied unto you. And I sent him not, and he calls you to trust in a lie. Mm. 32. Therefore, thus says the Yahweh, Behold, I will punish Shemaiah, the Nehemiah, in his seed. He shall not have a man to dwell among his seed. Neither shall he behold the good that I will do for my people, said the Yahweh, because he has taught rebellion. Against Yahweh. Ain't that something? So now, by this leadership is lying to the people. Yahweh said, I'm not going to only punish him. I'm going to cut off his bloodline. See, that's what he told you earlier about when you take a man out the way, you're taking a man's bloodline past yourself today. Yahweh said, I'm going to cut off his whole bloodline by killing him. So he not to have no more seed nowhere, anything that, that came out of his lawn that's going to die because of his position and leadership, and he told a lie. So that means he's going to die, and that means nothing's going to come out of his lawn unless they already there, and I'm going to kill them. That's the end of his bloodline. That's how this man operates. So when you're in leadership, 
The last thing you do is let somebody get in their feelings and you agree with their feelings, stick with the word of Yahweh. Because if you make a decision because somebody is crying to you or boo-hoo and hooing and the Bible don't support it, and you make a decision according to the flesh, the man going to kill you and everything in your loins, and we just got to read it. Read it again in verse 32. Listen to it. Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 32, read. Therefore, thus says the Yahweh, Behold, I will punish Jeremiah, the Nehemiah, and his seed. He shall not have a man to dwell among his seed. Neither shall he behold the good that I will do for my people, says the Yahweh, because he has taught rebellion against you see that? He said, I'm going to get him and his bloodline. That's how dangerous our mighty one is. So don't get in the ministry knowing you're going to make a decision according to hurting somebody's feelings and the book don't support it. Hurt their feelings and and keep well with Yahweh because you don't want Yahweh to deliver you up. By this man going with the emotions of the people, he said, and otherwise go and kill him too. See? You cannot get in a position of being the popular overseer. Only if the Bible supports it. If the Bible says this is the way, then that's the end of it. Matter of fact, let's read that. Let's read that, young line. Let's go to Isaiah. Let's start with this man saying, and mother have me, Joel, waiting on me. Chapter Joel, chapter 2. But I'm going to Isaiah and, and let this man tell you something. In the 49th chapter of that, young line, the Almighty says something that we need to read. See, remember, we do everything spiritually, and he'll tell you what he wants you to say. But when you make a decision because somebody crying to you, and the Bible says one thing, but you go at it according to the feelings of the people. I remember a brother in class said the same thing. Well, I ain't really be no teacher. I said, so that means you want to continue with the people, and he wants to stick around the women. Make sure he's still on the women's side. And see? And from that point to this point, we need help. More ways than one. Because he made a decision to not to do Yahweh's business. He won't do his own business. See, you can't make a decision based upon somebody crying or they fever. If the Bible tell you well, I'm looking for this is the way. What verse do I want there, y'all? Huh? He tell you this is the way. Walk that in. Now, where I'm at, what, what I'm kind of, I'm, I'm settling that young line. I need to hear that verse. Unless mother's going to help me out. She needs to hear the verse by telling you what the Almighty said. This is the way. Walk that in. And don't turn such and such a way. Can anybody help those see out in that verse? 
That's what I need right now out of the book of Isaiah. Yeah. What do I need there, young man? Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. That's what I need. This, this, this is what I need. That's what I need right here. Listen to what he's saying. Go ahead. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, verse, picking up at verse 20. Listen. Verse 20 reads. What? And so did Yahweh give you the bread of adversity mm-hmm. and the water of affliction. Yes. Yet shall not your teachers be removed into a corner anymore. Right. But your eyes shall see your teachers. Yes. 21. And your ears shall hear a word behind these things. What? This is the way. This is the way. Walk you in. Walk in. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. So your teachers, your anointed one is telling you, you got to walk the straight path. This is the way. You got to keep this Sabbath day. If you're in a ministry where the man is not teaching you nothing, he's still telling you to pay tithe on Sunday and keep them Sunday. The man is lying to you. He's doing Christianity. That's not the Bible. You got to make a difference for yourself and your loved ones. They're lying to you. He heading to the bottom of the lake of fire, but guess what? According to Leviticus chapter 5, 1 and 17, you going too. Because you know he lying. But since your family member is at the same place, you're just going to continue doing it, although you have done 30, 40, 50, 60 years, but you've been lied to for 30, 40, 50 years. What you holding, mother? What was you holding, mother? When you holding something from me? Okay. I think I just, you only just give me the chapter, Joel chapter 2, you didn't tell me what verse. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Chapter 2. Okay. Okay. In chapter 2, mother. Now, in Joel chapter 2 now. Okay. All right. Thank you, mother. That's all right. Now, we're going to Joel chapter 2. Let me find Joel chapter 2 because we don't got to wait for you now. Let's see what we want in Joel chapter 2. We're going to Joel chapter 2. Let me find me from Joel. What do we want out of the book of Joel? Joel chapter 2, mother, let's pick it up at our first number, Joel 2, pick it up at verse 15 and 16. 15. Well, yeah, uh, Joel, let me see now. His old eyes is, um, let me look real good, mother. Let me see what, let me see what I want. I want Joel chapter, maybe chapter one. You'll make it one, mother, 15 and 16. Joel chapter one, 15 and 16. And 17, yep. Yeah, 15 out of verse 17. Then we're going to bring mother in behind that. Um, Joel chapter two, 15 yeah. out of verse 17. What do you say? Okay, Joel chapter 1, verses uh, 15 to 17. Joel yeah. chapter 1, verse 15. Verse 15 reads, Elias, for the day 
and ye my flock, the flock of my pastor, are men, and I am your Yahweh. Say to Yahweh, Yahweh. What that mean? What is he saying? So what is he saying when you preach up your body? So he says his priests, all the overseers of Yahweh is who? Men. 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 You must understand. When it comes down to ministering the word, man must stand before you to minister the word. Man. In a congregation, the priest of Yahweh is men. The men must be in that position, not one man. So when you see a woman leading the flock, overseeing the class, it is totally wrong according to the Bible. And you see how he said, I'm going to get them one this line. And the same thing he's saying now in the Leviticus 5, 1 and 17, if you know something is not right and you go along with it, I'm going to get them, but I'm going to get you for being in that number. Women do not stand at the head of a congregation, not of Israel. You might be standing ahead of a congregation of other, other nations because he, uh, he never get in no rules and regulations. But he says, this priest, this minister are men. So that's the one supposed to minister the word out. This is, ain't the world where you can be the best you can be you be anything you want, but not according to the Bible. You'll be according to everything in the world and be a president or high rule in the world. That's the world, but not when it comes down to the Bible. Yahweh said the president, men must lead the congregation only, not one man. Woman is a help to that man. That's the highest you can get of being a help meet to that man, not over a congregation. You got it? Good. We're going to bring Moses in, and that's the precept on the way of, of getting something. So remember, you see when the, the pastor started lying and overlooking things, he says, Fear, go tell them I got you. Not only going to get you, I'm going to get everything coming out your lawn. Because you are lying to the teachers. You got pastors today thinking a woman's supposed to be over the man. You're lying to the people. If you men's going along with that, you're lying to yourself. And when you get her, he's going to get you. You just got to read. Mother Eve, Mother Eve, tribe of God, Judah, one of the most out of Camp Warren. You on the clock and Yahweh be with your seed right here. Come on. The world listens to Mother Z. Over 900,000 strong want to hear your commentary on the top part of the seven Now, what you want to tell this national audience, Mother? Come on. Um, hallelujah. Seal, Israel, Roy, your seed. Hallelujah, um, 
I'm just going to read it. Um, no, okay. I had it, but I'm in, it's almost, I lost it. And so I'm just going to read. Uh, okay, I'm going to read in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 30, starting at verse 1. The, the words that came to Jeremiah from the Yahweh said, Thus speak. The Yahweh, Yahweh of Israel said, write, write this with, saying with you all the words that I have spoken unto you, right, okay, I have to read two over again. Then, then spoke the Yahweh, Yahweh of Israel said, Write three. This are the words that I have spoken unto you in a book. For lo, the day cometh, said the Yahweh, that I will bring again the captive of my people, Israel, and Yahweh Judah, said the Yahweh, and I will call them to return to their land, the land, the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it, verse 4, and they, and these are the words that the Yahweh spoke concerning Israel and concerning Yahweh Judah, verse 5. For thus said the Yahweh, we have heard, heard. For thus said the Yahweh, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. I'm going to stop at verse 6. Ask ye now and see whether a man do prevail with children. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands of his Lord as a woman in prevail and all faces and all faces are trembling current unto Hallelujah. 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 Let's look at Malachi 3, verse 8. We'll take it out of verse 13. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 to 13, mother. Malachi we'll chapter 3, verse 8 to yeah. 13. Yeah, and young lion had me first Corinthians 3. Wait a moment. Come on, mother. Okay. Well, I keep trying to wait. Malachi chapter... Three, verse 8 down to verse 13 to close the page. 
Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 to 13. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Will a man rob Yahweh? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, Wherein have you robbed me, robbed thee, and tithe and offer? Verse 9. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Verse 10. Bring you, bring you all the tithe into this storehouse that there may be me in my house and through me now where we are, said the Yahweh of hosts. If I will not open to you the wonders of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the seal, said the Yahweh host, verse 12, and all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome Like the license land, said the Yahweh of hosts. Verse 13. Your words have been thought against me, said the Yahweh. Yet you say, What have we spoken so much against thee? Mm-hmm. You say your words are stout. Well, anytime you ignore what the man's saying, your words are very stout. You try to get around with what the man got written and come up another way, your words is stout. And that's what made the people happy, but it was a lie. If your words is stout when you don't do what the man just told you to do according to what you just got to read. Come on, Mother Cole, I'm saving you on the clock. Come on. Okay. Um, thank you for praising y'all for this class. And thank you for praising y'all for this theorem. Thank you for praising Yahweh for just being in the class. And I want to read Psalms 2. And I want to read. Okay, Psalms chapter 2, verse 1. Why do the nation rage and the people imagine a planet thing? Verse 2. The king of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Yahweh and against his anointed saying, Let us break their band of sudden and cast away their cords from us. And so he that sitteth in the heavens shall lie. The Yahweh shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his soul. He said, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.